Hello, welcome to Live Reality Games Podcast. My name is Steven Stewart. I am back today to recap Survivor BC Season 6, Rock Rain Valley, Episode 2. Uh, this was a great episode uh, because I am one of the players in the season and I got to go to my first travel council, which was a lot of fun. Now, full disclosure, this season, the winner is already disclosed. This was aired on Facebook Live. So this everything that happened this season is already out on the internet somewhere. However, this is a spoiler-free podcast. We're assuming those watching it, you've only seen episode one, episode two, and that's all we're going to talk about. So um, I'm here today with the only, the, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Cole Coupland. Cole is a season five Survivor BC veteran. He is a Pacific Northwest veteran. He's a real veteran, and he is now heading up Survivor BC. Cole, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm excited to talk about this episode. Um, Honestly, I've been waiting to talk about Rachel dragging Kristen across the field since it happened, and <laughs> this is a dream come true to be I mean, doing commentary for this one. The moment that happened was just like, oh my, I just remember being like awed, like, wow, this just happened. It's not only like, does Rachel drag Kristen? Rachel drags Kristen and the bucket all together, and it's just like, what is happening? Yeah, I know. <laughs> It's like, amazing. I don't even know. Like, I feel like from the angle that we all saw it, we didn't know what happened. And I've never seen the angle from that side of the bucket. Mm -hmm. to, and you can kind of see what more happened with that whole drag thing. So it was exciting to get this new footage. Because the first thing that happens, even after the season aired on live on Facebook, Trevor makes a gift. And the gift just makes circles <laughs> like, this is what it is. It, it was so much more beautiful in full HD watching it back in the episode. Because uh, the episode title card is <laughs> Rachel Dragon Kristen. There, I immediately made a gift and put that in the world of, of, of Rachel Dragon Kristen. What a moment! Like I don't know that we just might have peaked for Rock Rain Valley. What do you think, Cole? Yeah, no, that was definitely our best challenge I think in Survivor BC history, at least of the ones I've seen, which is season five onwards. I mean, you don't often get to see head-to-head -head physical brawls, and and they were all evenly matched for the most part. <laughs> and even the trip the trips were funny too i mean man i uh, i went against david both those rounds and like the first round here's what i'll say like i've never touched a life preserver in my life i expect to be like boom soft and it's it's hard oh, plastic no. yeah, and so i'm yeah, grabbing yeah. like oh shoot and like i didn't realize just how kind of slippery it gets so it slips out i'm just like oh i lost <laughs> and like david, david takes the point and the second time i get it and David works out. I don't. And I'm just like slowly getting dragged across. I'm like, oh gosh, it's a slow death. I'm just going, I'm fighting all I get. But I'm just like, I don't think I'm going to win this thing. And then my tribe wants me to go a third time against David. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the definition. We did that one in season five too. And I think it was up against Kirk, who's like six foot eight. And I was super scrawny back then too. And those, yeah, those life reservers, they really like dig into your skin. Like I left a pretty nasty mark on my bicep. And mm. I was definitely in a bruise there for like two days afterwards. It's it's a tough one for sure. Well, we'll talk more about the challenge. We'll yeah. get to it soon. But let's start off the top of the episode. We get to see Ula Ula, who are so Kula Kula, come back from the first travel council and get to see a little bit of fallout there. Yeah, no, that was interesting. I think I actually filmed both of the confessionals and like the scenes for this Ula Ula segment. Um I know I filmed the confessional Aleem had where he was wondering where his extra vote came from. And mm -hmm. then Stacy told him that Stacy had voted for him and explained it to him. And he was very mad at the time and wanted to try and get her out. 
or exact so gonna, revenge in some way. Stacy's MO when she plays is transparency. Stacy is always saying, I will let you know who I vote for. I will like do a little signature on my vote so you know who I vote for. She's all about transparency. And if you are the hinky vote, if you're the if throwing the backup plan of so you don't get idled out, do you, are you transparent about that? Or you just assume that it's eventually going to make it to the person and I should be the one that breaks the story first? Yeah, well, I've heard some things. I don't think they were aired in the episode, but I think the only person she told from my understanding is David. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if it would have got back to Aleem anyways, because mm-hmm. I'm not sure if David and Aleem had that relationship where he would have said that at that point. Um, so maybe she didn't have to say it, but um, yeah, I don't think it did that great for the relationship going forward. Mm-hmm. Um definitely kind of opened up a wound yeah because i remember when cole and i played real foot uh season seven thick as thieves together and oh yeah there's a there's a vote where i end up sloughing my vote for kristen williams twin sister charity and i get back to the tribe and the first thing i'm sitting next to nolan and charity charity who i just voted for who didn't go home and they're like who'd you vote for i'm just like uh, Jake Sparks, the guy got voted out. I just lie, and they're like, "Really?" Like, uh huh. And then they're just like, "Really?" I'm like, uh huh. Like, I'm not. I am not telling Charity. I wrote her name down. I'm sure she was able to figure it out. But I was just like, "No, no, 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 no." I I don't want people to know I wrote their name down because I just as soon as that happens, I'm like this relationship is dead. And my me and Charity, I don't think we're ever gonna be on the same side. But yeah. I was intrigued that Stacy was fully transparent with Aline, and I definitely even on the other side, you, you saw friction between the two of them. Yeah, definitely. I think Stacy's transparency and how she is about it makes it a bit less threatening. Like she's she's coming across in a very genuine way. Whereas if it was someone else who was like shadier, mm-hmm. maybe it it would be more concerning. But um, I th- I think you could go either way with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't think Liam took too well to it, and um, definitely opened up a can of worms for future episodes, possibly. Which I'm which I'm excited to see. Um, so we don't get to see much of Ula Ula beyond that. And we go straight to the Muni challenge. So the Muni challenge is steal the bacon, rather steal the life preserver, uh, where players from each tribe, we kind of matched up. So you're always up against the same person for the most part, either run out, get the life preserver and bring it back. And to begin with, it's sitting on a plastic bin, right? (laughs) To begin with. Yes. To begin with. (laughs) And so... Our first up in the episode is we have Naya versus, I can't remember who. Uh, Lindsay. Yeah, and Naya just trips and falls immediately. The grass was kind of slick. It was sh- shady. I, I I don't blame her, but it was like, we were just like, Naya will be fast. She'll, she'll, she'll be the speed demon. She'll get it. And well, she like, we're like, well, there goes that first point. <laughs> yeah, no, that was uh, pretty funny. And it definitely wasn't just her because I guess later on, I think Keegan trips and falls against Liam too. So there's something something going on with that grass. Yeah, because the episode ends down. And one thing I maybe wish was that there was a scorecard or something like that. But we went for like 15 rounds. Oh, yeah. There were some matches that weren't aired. And actually, yeah. I think one of the best matches was one of the unaired ones between Rachel and Liam. That was one of the tightest ones, I think. And I think that maybe Aleem dragging Rachel, didn't it? Uh, Aleem did win it eventually, but it was a really tight one for mm-hmm. most of it. Yeah. Like I, it was probably as long as like, I don't know. It, it felt like one of the longest ones there. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so I, I don't, I don't, I don't blame Matt for cutting it down because we could have had an hour of just like brutal, oh, like yeah. man to man dragging, like wrestling on the ground. Uh, but I think it's okay. We we skip that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so the second round we see, um, remind me, remind me, because you took notes saying Kristen us. versus Rachel. So that's oh, the big one. <laughs> the, the the one true matchup, and as we said. Uh, they both got a life preserver, and Rachel just drags Kristen and the bucket and life preserver all the way to the end. And yeah. I love that Rachel posted a motivational message on Facebook this morning saying something that like, scene. I hope, hope you power through this day or something like that. <laughs> and Kristen has told me that that was solely responsible for her working out and putting on muscle mass. Because she's like, never again am I going to be dragged in a steal the bacon challenge ever. Yeah, no, I heard. Yeah, I heard that. That's it. Would be interesting to see a rematch. And I, I don't think this is spoilers, but um, this will have an impact in the season because this. I think it hurts Kristen's ankle as a result of it. Uh, yeah, I think it's her knee actually. It's her knee. Yeah. So, t- so Kristen's knee gets hurt as a result of this, and this will end up being an important factor for this season. Is this lingering injury? Yeah, definitely something to be aware of for the future. <laughs> well, I mean, so spoilers for for season eight that happened this past summer, but there opens with steal the bacon butt for players luggage and uh, Jamie LaFrance uh, just takes down Austin. <laughs> and you're oh, just yeah. like, oh, and then like Austin's a good sport, but he was apparently in some back pain for the rest of the season. So, um, oh, yeah, he was he was totally messed up with his back he needed like chiropractor like stuff to fix it or i don't even know what happened he had, like, we around. we're gonna put your life on the line yeah we, um, we need a jamie versus kristen matchup wow i hope kristen has speed <laughs> yeah uh so walk me through the third match so the third match was actually you versus david um yeah. as mentioned um I think this is so, before the advantage is put out there, though. This, is, this like, is the first round before the advantage. I will say, I think this challenge radically changed when you got rid of the bin. Because for the most part, the bin's going to be a stumbling block. So if you can like get it first, then you can just probably ro- go home because the person needs to jump over or run around. It's an obstacle, yeah. right? But without it, it's very hard to take it and, ha- and be able to run with it. And so I think that first, if we get to the kind of the same time and we wrestle and he just gets it from me. And, 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 t- and takes the points. And I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> I'm in trouble. Yeah. No, I would not do good against David. I would like He's to a... say I would have a shot against a lot of the rest of their tribe, but David, oh, man, I don't think anyone's beating David in that challenge. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's got the agility and the strength. Mm-hmm. He's definitely very hard to beat. Um, and then next is uh, Chris versus Kevin, which is actually a pretty long one and an interesting one. I liked uh, Chris's strategy of... Oh, I don't know if I liked it. It was interesting. Putting his leg through the preserver. And um, I'd be worried about my balls, but he wasn't. Um, It looked uncomfortable. And you know, like, Kevin really, from the episodes, was the MVP of this challenge. Because Baton didn't score that much, but Kevin scored his points. So I was very impressed that Kevin was able to drag Chris after a fight to our side. Yeah, and it looked like Chris had the momentum in the beginning, but mm-hmm. Kevin really shifted that and like mm-hmm. kind of wore him down, which was mm-hmm. really impressive. Next up? And next up, uh, Stacy versus Taylor, another close one. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked like Taylor was winning at the start, and then mm-hmm. Stacy, I think Stacy gets the her out, right? Yeah, another case where someone gets the momentum early and then it just totally reverses. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Then we have Keegan tripping against Lynn. Pozanaya. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I thought it would be a close one. I was excited for Keegan versus Lynn. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, we got Lexi versus Tony. Lexi takes up the point. So frustrated because, like, we come to this challenge a person up, right? So, like, we know that like, we're going to be able to match a guy versus a girl. And I was like, that should be an easy win, right? Because I was looking at it like, I think any of us can take out Kristen. And I think because we can put one additional guy on a girl, we should be fine. And Lexi has some brawn to her. Yeah. And I no, was she... just like, I was just, I was so mad watching Tony just get manhandled to the other side. I was like, oh my gosh, Tony, what's going on? But Lexi, Lexi's a beast. And like, yeah, no, for really sure. confirmed it watching her take down Tony. Yeah, it wasn't even that close, too, either. It was, like, kind of... No, and that's what was more frustrating. It was like, come on, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that was a fun one. And then, oh, then we get to another pivotal one. I'd say this is probably, like, the second most important... Well, the most important one, the second most entertaining one, next to the Kristen versus Rachel. But this one really has the potential game ramifications with advantage in play with you and uh, David. Yes, yeah, so this is David versus me, and Jara says, hey... I'm putting an advantage here. You can take it, but you forfeit the round. And so in my mind, I'm just like, look, we're below. I think it was like, let's say 6'3 or something like that. Like, like we're kind of getting beat up by the Ulu tribe. This is like, I feel the need to go score a point for my tribe. It's like, this has to happen. I need to do my best. And so I, I really took the advantage off the table in my mind. And maybe, <laughs> maybe that wasn't the best thing to do, but I was like, let's just go for it. And so... I go, I get the life preserver first, but then David gets me. <laughs> and that's where I'm like, I need the bucket there because if there's a bucket there, I think I can just get to the end problem. But I get it. I was able to snatch it, but David snatches me and he kind of wrestles me to the ground. And I just, I just remember like claws in the earth just slowly getting drugged back. Like, oh, this is not ending well. <laughs> and I'm just like, like, I'm just losing ground. And yes. David mishears Jara and thinks that you can just get the advantage too. So David goes to the advantage because he's dra- he basically drags me yeah, he back wants both to the them. advantage, grabs the advantage. I was like, that's the point. And David's like, what? And I was like, yeah, no, you forfeit the round. And David just wasn't expecting it. And uh, I was like, yeah, I get a point. Yeah, like, I think I he might have been the only person who heard it properly too. Because <laughs> you, you immediately said, oh, we win the point, right? Yeah, I, I, I knew what he was doing. I was like, if he want, I was like, if he wants it, he can have it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think we need this point to have a shot in this challenge. Uh, but um, you, in the episode, we don't get the true score, but that one gets really shut out in this challenge. And frankly, I should have been greedy and just like, uh, yellow, I want the advantage. Let's be that person. But I, I think just at the time, I was trying to play a quieter game, trying to fill things out. We haven't gone to travel council yet. I'm just like, no, no, I need to be a team player. I, I need to focus on that. And so I was like, I, I was happy with David taking the advantage of losing point. Yeah, no, that, that was an exciting one. Um, oh, I just see a comment <laughs> on the stream. Comment. So basically, Stephen blames no bucket for not being as good. So in reality, I took Stephen down since I took the bucket. Yeah. So Kristen, through the butterfly like, effect, did score many points for her team. She might have sacrificed her knee, but it was yeah. worth it. Maybe. <laughs> Game changer. <laughs> Game changer. Fan favorite, Kristen Williams. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will get back a bit to to the to the whole David getting the advantage thing mm-hmm. to afterwards since he's got a confessional, but I don't really want to talk about it until we get there. Um, I guess Lindsay versus Kevin's next. I actually didn't write down who won this one. I thought Kevin won that one too. 
That's what I was so really? impressed okay. with Kevin. I was like, oh my gosh, Kevin is like the only people person converting points for that so hot. And Kevin, yeah. like me, is this tall, skinny dude. And like after I got Mandela David, I was like, oh, there's no way, there's no way Kevin does. But Kevin does it. And I was just like, dude. That's yeah, Lindsay's really athletic too. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know who I'd put my money on if I didn't know the who actually won. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I think that's actually it. Um, yeah, and so... We conclude, we learn that Ulu is one with our Mula Mula and whatever the rest of the chant is. And Batuhan, uh, the game begins, <laughs> really, it was what happens here because they're going to Tribal Council. Yeah, and before they go to Tribal Council, David has a confessional where I, I'm actually filming the confessional because I was really excited when he got that advantage. I'm like, oh, he totally did this on purpose. He pretended like he didn't hear the rules so he could grab the advantage and make it seem to his tribe like he didn't lose them a point. So I'm like, wow, this is genius. And everyone in this tribe didn't hear it either. So they just automatically assume that he didn't hear the rules. But no, he actually, I talked to him afterwards in the confessional and he says, no, it was actually an accident. I didn't hear the rules. <laughs> I wanted like, both. Uh, yeah. I, and so we don't know what it is, but like, there, I, I feel like the only survivor, there was, I had some heavy speculation that this, is like an extra boat, right? Because what kind of advantage are they putting on the game this early, right? It's not an idol. It could be a clue, I suppose. But I, I was like, you know, I feel like the safe thing at this point in what Survivor US was doing was like an extra boat or something like that. So I was like, oh, whatever. It's no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that, I think that's it from David's uh, confessional. And then it's like straight to Babahan, right? Yeah. So, so we go we back have... to Babahan. And you know... I, I can't speak for the other players, but I, at this point, had not done any heavy strategizing. So, you know, we get back to camp, and there's kind of like, you can kind of see the camera, everyone's like, oh, what do we do now? Who who, who kind of start? Who kind of breaks the ice? We we don't have a Chris Lord in our tribe who says, well, let's just do it like this. This is how we get the game going, right? We, it's a little bit more awkward and kind of figure out how we're going to break off into groups and start mm. strategizing. Yeah, that's my favorite moment of every single season, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe not my favorite moment, but it's up there. When everyone finally realizes, okay, the game has started. Yeah. People start yeah. walking off, and that's, that's when the fun over. begins. Time to start plotting against everyone's downfall. Yeah, and I don't think it's mentioned in the episodes, but there's also rock run coins out there, yeah. right? Yeah, so that's... Um, a, that you guys are hunting for? Yeah, so kind of every now and then new coins would appear in the woods so there was incentive to go and the scavenge to try to get coins to buy stuff for your tribe or hoard the coins um so that definitely was an incentive in place as well to help get you out of the camp but like that had been for me that had been just kind of some light one-on-one strategizing like i'd kind of talk with rachel and Lori, and i was feeling good about those two players but i hadn't had anything really substantial with anyone else right and then i think they show keegan walking back with Lori and rachel and he's talking about having made some sort of three or how we sh- us three should stick together for the travel. But I don't think it sounds like anything solid at that point. I had I struggled to hear the audio. But yeah, they're, they're, you kind of, I think when we were in Walking Back, you kind of see some initial strategies. But I don't think much weight came of, came on that from the episode. Yeah. Oh, and I also made a comment. I thought, like I've said this during the season, but I think Badohan had the best tribe flag out of anyone I've seen. I, it was really I'm good. Trying. I'm trying to remember who made it exactly. I think Naya worked on it. I don't know. I I was impressed by it. <laughs> yeah, no, it, was, it was good. It was like a piece of art. So mm-hmm. um, I was blown away with yeah, that. Because I didn't touch it. If it, if I had touched it, it would not have been an artwork. Yeah. <laughs> no, same here. I, I can't do anything like that. 
Um, and then it looks like, oh yeah. So Keevan, Keegan asks Kevin for a name. Keevan kind of, or Kevin kind of gives like a wishy-washy answer and says, uh, I don't know, nobody. Keegan suggests Tony, I believe, to Kevin. Yeah, so we get this, we get some long extended conversations of Keegan being off the woods, talking kind of in, in pairs, uh, which explains why I couldn't find him at all that round. Um, but we get this interesting conversation where Keegan and Kevin know of each other. They had played in uh, Survivor Pacific Northwest, uh, fans versus oh, right. the they season that, that you are actually, you compete on as well. Now, they were yeah. on different tribes, and Kevin was the first boot, but they're kind of familiar with each other. So that's why you kind of see this, this, this discussion. It's like, hey, great to finally meet and talk to you. Like, let's, let's make something happen, right? So you kind of have this soft connection between the two in place. And I, I think like Tony's name is kind of softballed out there, but it doesn't feel like there's much substantive, like who do you want to target? But there's from some very interesting information sharing, mainly about me and Rachel. <laughs> I got oh lot, yeah, I didn't, I didn't catch that part. What did they say about you I guys? I got a lot of second person content. So they're like, hey, you know, like I think Taylor had talked to Keegan that uh, Kevin Evans would like the world to know that Cole is responsible for voting out Kevin first. So all the world's ills lay at Cole's feet. Uh, I, I, was the, I got the other vote. I, I looked like, <laughs> it looked like I was going to get three or four to... <laughs> it was a close one but yeah um i don't think uh yeah i, I think uh yeah i guess they, they probably they met each other but they didn't really interact yeah. in the game yeah and so they're kind of talking about their knowledge about the tribe and i think it comes out from taylor had told keegan that steven and rachel know each other from prior games and are looking to work with each other right and and well and that summer i had played real foot's a month and a half before with Rachel. Now, I was never on the same tribe with Rachel. We only talked yeah. at the after show, the after party, but it was one of the reasons why I was looking to work with Rachel because like, oh my gosh, here's a woman who I, this is my third game playing with. <laughs> I played mm -hmm. 2018 Survival Challenge, never on the same tribe. 2019 Real Foot, never on the same tribe. Finally, 2019 Survivor BC. Like, let's, I want to give it a shot. This is, the, this is Rachel. I've seen her. I compete against her. I've never played with her. I want to give it a shot. So I was really keen on this and I think it was really transparent. And then people were like, oh, they know each other. That's why it's going to happen. That's that. So there's yeah. something there. And that was, and you, I think there was discussion about that. Like, hey, there's a pre-existing mm -hmm. connection there. And even if it's not true, like being a new player in any live game, you really have to, if you hear anything like that, you really have to kind of assume the worst and that they're best friends. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't assume the worst, like you could have been best friends with Rachel. Yeah. And it could have gone really wrong for some of these people. So I think even though it wasn't a correct read on the situation, well, you did want to work it, with her. That I did want to work with her. And I was yeah. very excited to have the opportunity to work with her. Yeah. And I, was, I think I was playing very transparent in that sense. That I was very clear that Rachel was high, like person I want to work with order. But um, I, I think given the rumors and the real food experience of each other, like maybe that was not the, that was, it was probably a little bit more dangerous for my game than I knew. Yeah, and I feel like in general, like even if you played a live game with someone in the past and you didn't have the best relationship or you had a neutral relationship with someone, I'd rather work with the devil I know than the devil I don't. Which I feel like people who have, in general, people in the past who have played with each other might gravitate each other. Yeah, just I think because this season I have seen, a, I've done a lot of interviews with players in past games. And I think having some pre-existing connection can really... I don't want to say warp, but really 
provide a lot of initial inroads to people's interactions and how they build relationships. And I think that can make a substantial difference on games themselves. Um, yeah. So like, for instance, like if I don't know Rachel, like what do I do not try? Maybe I'm, I'm like really hitting off with Kevin instead and going all in, going all in with Kevin. And then like, maybe now I'm in trouble if like if Kevin and I, and I are a threesome and like it's against the remaining five. It's like, oh shoot, <laughs> like our alliance isn't going anywhere. I don't know. Right. Um, yeah, no, that makes sense. And then um, Tony appears, <laughs> a wild Tony. Okay, t- Tony comes in. Um, I didn't actually write down what he said, but um, it sounded like he was just like asking around for what type of name was going yeah, on. Yeah, I think Tony. Tony, I think Tony wouldn't dispute this. I t- think Tony generally looks to play a very loyal game, a very straightforward yeah. game. I think Tony at this point is figuring out who his people is that he yeah. wants to roll with, and so Tony, I think, is looking to form this alliance at this point, and in. Keegan ends up being part of that. Um, so he's like, hey, what's the name? And I, t- this is smart because Tony Tony is one of those names that's getting bandied around at this point as, you know, <laughs> you know, Carl, do you know about survivor sleeping arrangements? Uh, in what way? So I've read about, and I kind of feel as in Survivor 2, you can kind of get a lot of intel of a tribe based off where people sleep and how people sleep. Like, who's sleeping next to each other, right? Because, like, yeah. alliances will stick close and sleep near each other. Uh, and I think there's some truth to, to this. I, so I, I believe that, too. That first night, we have this giant tarp. We're on the grass. We're on the tarp together. Tony is not on the tarp. He's, like, elsewhere. Like, not far away, but he's not on the tarp. He's a little bit apart. I'm just like, like oh, how nice. He's also stressing himself for us. This, I feel like Tony's making himself an easy target in this manner. But Tony, I think it's... Kevin mentioned the episode, but Tony actually does a fair amount of work to remove that stigma and to really kind of integrate himself into some alliances. Yeah, no, I I really buy into that whole sleeping arrangement thing. I'm looking back on like seasons five of BC and like I incidentally ended up next to like Nolan, Sam, and Amos, and they were like my three closest allies on the tribe. And I didn't even, <laughs> I never thought about that, but mm-hmm. maybe there's something to it. Um. So we see that. Then who? Then who do we see next? Do we go? Do we go to Taylor at that point, or we see more Keegan? Um, it says Kevin and Nia talk. Oh, I think yeah. so. So Nia, a lot of the strategy is happening in the woods in our tribe, right? Because we have this kind of this nice grassy area, but the problem is everyone can see you, everyone can kind of hear you. It's not good for strategy. So the strategy is you kind of go off into the woods and pairs or stuff like that and figure things out. Yeah. We, we kind of had two trails in our tribe. One kind of more open trail, one more like narrow, windy trail. And Naya spent the entire round sitting on the tarp in the center. And it made it it made it difficult to strategize with her and made it easy to target her. Because of yeah. she was just there and not doing anything. Like she, if you if you came to her, you could talk to her, but she wasn't seeking anyone out. It reminds me a lot of uh, Sarah Sparts at the merge yeah. of Real Foot when she was helping build the camp, and yeah, it was we always knew where she was to talk to, but it also made it easier to target her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so like I, I think and the real in. Sorry for the inadvertent real foot season, but in the real foot, it was the same. Like the strategizing was happening kind of outside the woods in at that point in the meadow. And Sarah stayed in the camp and she was very much left out of conversation. So Naya is very similar where she's sticking in the camp. She's not moving around. And unless you yeah. go to her, we don't see much. And Kevin, 
Kevin has probably the most empathy in the tribe and really has this connection yeah. with Naya. And so for Kevin, Naya is really kind of his top alley at this point, or so we see. And um, he's, and I think he's, he's like, all right, whatever's going to be, it's not going to be the two of us. Yep. Yeah. No, he really bonded with her early and um, was trying to go to bat for her. And uh, I don't think he was too happy when her name started floating around. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm pretty sympathetic towards that because I've had allies with, like that where I've felt a close connection to them early where I wouldn't have wanted to let them go. Mm -hmm. So, I, no, I, I really respect that he was willing to go to bat for her like mm -hmm. that. Because, like, I mean, spoiler, I mean, you're watching this episode. No, Naya gets voted out, but I <laughs> did not leave a good taste in my mouth sending her home, at, like, Making it the first boot, the first boot again. And granted, she wasn't the first boot of the season, but first boot of the tribe. The tribe again. Basically the same. Like, yeah, it, it was kind of like, oh shoot, we're really doing this, aren't we? Yeah, no, definitely. I think Naya says she is hearing Tony the most when she talks with Kevin. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like the edit is kind of showing that Tony is becoming as a potential yeah. boot here. And, and I can say, I think, I think it was Tony always felt kind of like the, the an easy name to resort to. Yeah. I feel like even if he, I don't think anyone would really tell Tony that someone said his name. And if they did, I feel like Tony would be one of the most forgiving people too, which made him <laughs> an easy person to kind of like scapegoat in a way or not even scapegoat, just like be less worried about throwing his name around. Because for me at that point, Tony and I were from very different walks of life, uh, very different personalities, very different interests and hobbies. I didn't feel like I had strong connections with him. He's a very sweet, very nice guy. And I loved him talking about his daughter, but like, I didn't feel like I had made inroads. And, and that's probably on me. Maybe I should have like the night before really been working on it. It's like, Hey, I, let's, let's make something happen. But like, um, yeah, to, to, like for, for me, it was like, if Tony stays, Tony goes, my, my game will be fine either way. Yep. Yeah, no. I probably would have felt the same in that situation. Um, who, who do we bounce to next? TSL, Taylor has mm -hmm. a solo confessional mm -hmm. where she kind of talks about her view on the game and what's going on, the dynamic. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, Taylor, I think, is a real hub for this tribe because what we'll see kind of play out, and we can talk about right now, is we see Taylor have this conversation with tony revealing that they played real foot with each other which because they say all right there's these other connections as you know but that connection between her and tony I, I certainly didn't know about i don't know who else did and they kind of yeah. come together and say hey it didn't work out last night but let's make it work out this time right and they're able to kind of yeah. form this strong bond in this prior experience and the kind of the desperate matchup and make allies especially because taylor was the first boot in rbc she has no desire to be the first boot again and so for her, I think it's smart to kind of leverage that and reel Tony in because I think at this point, Tony's trying to like, who are my people? And, and, and TSL's like, I'll be your people. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, Tony, Tony knows Taylor, so why not? And mm -hmm. it seemed like Taylor made a pretty good connection with Keegan early on too. Mm -hmm. So I started like kind of viewing Taylor, Keegan, and Tony as like a three yeah. near the end of this episode. Mm -hmm. And I believe you said that you felt that you, Rachel, and Lori were like a three. Yeah, I, I kind of left Kevin and Naya in the middle. Yeah, so I, I'm struggling to remember how the strategizing goes through this episode. But I think one of the very first things that happens is 
we go off in the woods and it ends up being Laurie, Rachel, and me talking. And, yeah. and this is where we kind of submit like, hey, we feel good about this threesome. Let's try to make this work. And I and we're just kind of like, okay, whose name do we push? And R- Rachel can correct me, but I, I think I was the one who said, I think we can, I think we can do, vote Nye out. I think because I put her name because I felt like I don't remember at that point. Like I just felt Tony was more protected, or just Nye was an easier push. And what we see this episode is that somehow Rachel and Lori's name are kind of thrown into the mix of potential targets. And they, and that that name is kind of coming from the Naya Kevin camp, and because of that, that just that just turns them off of. They're like, no, it can't be us. They're unhappy. Their names going there. I think that really kind of cements that Naya needs to go because they feel like their name is animating from that side of of the of the tribe. Right. Yeah. No. I, I feel, that makes sense. I think. And mm-hmm. um. So so you did see it as like three two three kind of. So I don't think I felt three two three quite as much this time. Now after this yeah. travel council, I definitely did feel like it was that way. I mean, with Kevin, Kevin in the middle, Kevin because he he refused to vote for Naya. He casts his vote against Tony, so he's in the minority. It's going to be a six two vote. Uh, so I definitely felt at this point like I'm very conf- I feel very good about the Lori Rachel me, and I feel like it's this other faction of three right here with Kevin in the middle. I, I felt. Definitely felt this was that way post episode. Like yeah. that's where things were lying. Now, like <laughs> this wasn't this wasn't this is not, not this episode was not my most fantastic showing of strategy because I felt like I, I felt flat footed. I felt like I hadn't strategized. The game just started. I'm like, oh my gosh, we don't have a lot of time. I I, I found TSL and I was like, hey, I really want to work with you. I'd really like to make a one on one alliance with you. And I. I really pitched wanting to work with her. And she's like, great. I saw you on real foot. I'm like, oh, great. I'm so happy you saw me on real foot. So she knew about me. And I had no idea about her. Right. But I was, but you know, she just gave off a, a vibe of someone I really wanted to work with and had an interest in going far with. And I had no desire to vote her early. And then um, I found Tony. I was like, <laughs> it's like, Hey Tony, I'm working really hard. I hear your name. I'm not writing your name. Anymore. I'm pushing against it. I got your back. I kind of want to sell Tony. I was like, Hey, I'm on your side. Uh, felt like, I don't know how good I did on that. <laughs> no, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I always get that same feeling too, where I feel flat-footed at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe you're the same way. Like we work better with like once lines are established, mm-hmm. it's easier to figure out where we need to go and pull whatever and stuff that we have to do. I think BC, like real foot or so, they're going to set a full, full day of no vote offs, and you have time to yeah. really kind of start sticking your fingers in all the pies and figuring out where people are at, like, and start strategizing. I think I would have eased into it, but like, because the game, it was like probably 11 o'clock and we were scrambling for travel council. I, I don't know what time it is, but I was just like, oh shoot, I'm behind. And like, I think the most, one of the, I think a critical error I make this round is I never talked to Keegan. I never see Keegan. I never speak to him once more traveling. No. He has immunity. I'm just like, like, oh, shoot. <laughs> like, like, oh, yeah. I forgot he had immunity. That's right. <laughs> and like, yeah. And you don't need, I don't think really factors in. I don't think Keegan ever would have been targeted. I mean, for me, it was yeah. like irksome. Like, oh, man, like Keegan getting immunity restricts my options. And there's, there's a strike out of my book against him. But I don't know if I just never saw him or just never had opportunity. But I just never spoke with him. And I was just like, oh, yeah, oh bad. <laughs> That's really bad. Yeah. Yeah, in my one game I played with Key, and I don't think I talked with him much until later in the game. So it, it I, I don't know. I feel like some people you just 
don't talk to early on. It's not even because you don't like them. It's just because of the circumstance or who happens to be where. Circumstance, time. Yeah, I don't. Do you know how long we had to strategize? I don't know. So you, you said there was reward challenges all day too, right? No. So this was we had the reward challenge in the morning. Right. Okay. And then we had the first meeting challenge, Ula Ula Lots, Ula Travel Council. Then it was March. Then we did the, um, I can probably check Facebook and if I really wanted to see when the yeah, video aired. So maybe it's early afternoon. I don't know. I just, yeah, yeah. I, it just I'm going to see you probably so have like an hour or two. Hour or two seems like a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think next, uh, Rachel and Tony talk. And, or, no, actually, Rachel has a solo confessional, too, where she says that she's hearing Naya and Tony. Mm-hmm. And then she also says that she's hearing her own name, I think, and Lori. Mm-hmm. It, sounds, it sounds like she doesn't. Yeah, I, I, like we never get a sense of like when. Um, we never get a real sense of when Rachel's name and Lori's name is thrown out. We don't get like a confession or anything like that of it happening. But yeah. we hear from other players, like, or especially Rachel, like, our names are out. We're not happy. They're trying to put out that fire. And I think because, like we said, it seems to be coming from the Kevin Nag campus where the blame is being directed, they're not thrilled. Yeah. I think, oh, at the end of her confessional, she says that she thinks the group's going with Naya. Mm-hmm. So it seems like Naya's been officially, like, edited as the second possible boot next to Tony. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I don't think there's that much more in terms of strategy. Mm-hmm. Unless, are, is there anything else we're missing? Um, Kev, Kevin says he promised Nia she wouldn't be the first boot. Yeah, I mean, we, we towards the end we can see Kevin really torn up about like he knows Nia's going. I think I remember him. He tells Nia essentially. I remember at the end of strategizing, Kevin and Nia are on the tarp together, and Kevin is telling Nia, "Hey, this is happening. But I'm not voting with you." And they're 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 really emotional about it and um i remember that that i don't think that quite sat well with people it's like oh shoot why is he telling her the plan um so yeah all, all in all like naya i just think she ends up being an easy target because she's not scrambling the same way other people are and she doesn't seem to have made like she was nice and i really enjoyed her company but i don't think she it didn't feel like she made kind of the deep connections outside of that connection with Kevin, um, right. right? Especially because we kind of get to see these two trio factions form a bit in the tribe. Yeah, and it could be partly too because I don't think she found the show by watching Survivor. I think yeah. at the time she was recruited by Jaira in season two. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe she, she just thought it was like a fun time. Like someone yeah. who hasn't played Survivor goes out there and maybe they don't want to go out strategizing the woods and sitting on the mat is more with their idea of survivors. I remember being like, you know, like I feel bad about voting out Tony too. Cause he's never played one of these before. And it's his first time and blah, blah. Then like, I learned like, Oh wait, he's played before giraffe. That should not have been weighing on my mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, um travel so, council were there. I know, um, not much in travel council. I yeah. remember I answered a question peak steven screen time right there um but i know tony tony had a voting confessional where he says like history will repeat itself or something history repeated itself in this oh, dead hand voice itself, yeah. i'm just like oh my god yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that that was pretty good 
Tony the Godfather puppeteering everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is my favorite storyline. Just the entire show is run by Tony, and he was he's he's the Rob goddess of the season right there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, Naya goes home in a six-two vote. We all vote Naya. Uh, Naya and Kevin vote for Tony. Um, it's not. I think the the surprise more than anything else is the fact that Kevin votes for Naya. Kevin does not vote for Naya. Kevin votes for Tony, and I think that kind of leaves the. The tribe kind of looking like a 3-3-1 in a sense. And now it's probably not a hard and fast 3-3-1 like I'm saying. I just don't know the extent of Rachel's relationships with and Lori's relationships with the other players in the tribe. I think Rachel had some I think Rachel had a working relationship with um all those players. I just don't know how strong it was at that point. Yeah, no, for sure. And um yeah, it looks like Kevin's in a good position in the middle between the, these three, like yeah. you said. Kevin um, definitely can become a swing vote for that tribe. Yeah, I remember in the voting confessional too, since I usually film or help out Jara mm-hmm. with those, um, that I'm pretty sure Kevin was pretty torn up in the voting booth as well over yeah. the decision. Uh, I, I think it was... I respect Kevin a lot for that because it's hard to... Survivor's a game that's about not doing, about not being nice, right? We, yeah. we trample people's hearts, we pay, we break people's dreams, we vote them out of this game they love, and Kevin was the only person that refused to do that tonight. Right. Um, and um, yeah, it's 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 not a nice game. We'll have to see what. And that happens. could go a long way too. Like I yeah. think, like I'm, there's some examples I can think of from like CBS Survivor and Big Brother where people vote with their ally even though they know they're going home and then mm-hmm. people see them as a useful person to bring in because they showed that loyalty to the end and they want that loyalty mm-hmm. for themselves too so and au survivor uh this most recent season brains versus Braun, we had a player play an idol for someone else get voted out and then through a twist was saved and really cemented that relationship yeah. to two of them right and so there are benefits to selfless play yeah exactly um most people should know that like a road vote or like flipping the vote, like Kevin could have flipped his vote either way, but Mm -hmm. like at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter Mm -hmm. that much who you actually vote. It's the intent that matters. So even if he flipped his vote, if people knew that he was thinking about doing the opposite, like you might as well just vote the way that you want to vote. Mm -hmm. Well, that, that kind of rounds up the episodes. Um, Yeah. Don't really have much of a preview to the next episode. Do you, should we give a little one here? Oh, for the next episode? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so sure. Next, Let's... next episode does not feature just one tribal council, but two tribal councils. Two, yeah, and a double tribal council. So uh, it's double tribal. And so you'll get to see Ula and Baton in their full glory. So what the follow it is in the Naya vote and where does where do alliances really stand in Ula Ula? Uh, those, that will be more to come, which I'm very excited to see how things shake up on the other tribe. I know what happens on Baton. Yeah. But like, like the question of does Kevin swing or is he swung out, right? Like what happens to Kevin? But I think I'm curious to see how things play out in the other tribe. Who thinks they're safe and um, oh are they God. actually safe? <laughs> More poor play on my part coming up. It'll be great. Um, yeah, that's, that's, I think that's all I remember. From, well, I know who goes home in the next episode, but mm-hmm. yeah, it'll be interesting. It's de- mm-hmm. definitely going to turn up a few notches. Mm-hmm. Well, Cole, I want to say thank you so much for coming out here. Um, now, we talked a little before. You're working on 
another season for Survivor BC this coming summer. Is there anything you want to kind of tease about? Yeah. So um, I'm actually really excited about this. It's really been coming along in the last month or so. Um, I doubt, I don't know. For anyone who's stuck around this long, you'll be rewarded. Um, (laughs) But if not, I'm probably going to make a post after this podcast anyways, for Mm -hmm. anyone who missed this. But um, we're fully planning for two seasons next summer. Um, The first season, season nine, will be May 21st to May 25th at the same location as Rock Rain Valley, actually. Um, The second season will be July 30th to August 6th, and it'll be a full returning season. Um, we're doing a few changes. I'm going to still be doing like producer stuff, um, and helping make all the themes, twists, casting, all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. But Luke will not be hosting. Luke is from season four and season seven, the winner of season seven, final juror of season four. He's going to be doing the hosting and all that stuff. And Brayden, the winner of last season, will be joining the editing team. So we're hoping to like get through all these seasons, all the episodes, try and catch up and we're going to make it hopefully really, really good. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. We got the, we actually just had the logo finished yesterday for uh, season nine. So I'm probably going to post that on the Facebook page after this, Mm -hmm. but just to tease it, the title is called survivor BC ad astra which means to the stars in latin so it's gonna be like it's gonna be like celestial themed like spacey but there's like hidden meaning in it because the to the stars part is kind of how it sequentially ties in with season 10 which will be a full returning season and um it will be kind of about cementing their place in the stars as a great Mm -hmm. player before then so it's kind of like a run-up season into season 10 i'm not going to say too much about the theme for season 10 it's not going to be called all stars um <laughs> it's going to have a different theme name but um it's basically going to be that type of concept wow i am i am very stoked for what the summer summer holds and i'm looking forward to talking about survivor bc season six and seasons nine and ten coming up in, in a few yeah. months no, the challenges look great, and the cast is looking really good right now. They got a full cast. Um, normally, I say it's all around the continent, but we can say it's all around the world for this next season. Oh, um, baby, that's that's really cool. On it, pandemic willing, it happens. Yeah, pandemic willing. Fingers crossed. <laughs> well. Cole, thank you so much for doing this with me. Thank you for t- teasing seasons nine and 10 this summer. And thank you everyone who's, who's stepped in to watch and comment. Um, episode three, tentatively slated for this next Sunday. I know Matt Raymer, who is editing, is hard at work. So maybe we'll see it then. If not, maybe it'll be in two weeks from now, but there will be more coverage. Uh, I will be talking to the boots of, of, of the next episode. So get excited for that to hear their story behind their game. Uh, so again, Thank you all so much and have a good, have a great day. Sounds good.